Hello everyone! How is the life? I hope it's well. Today I am basically giving free promotion for the podcast Writing Excuses because I love it and I want to share everything that I've learned from it because I have listened to literally its whole iTunes um, feed, like all the things that they have on their iTunes, and I really should look up even past that because they don't have all their episodes on their iTunes feed. Writing Excuses is a podcast um, where a bunch of hosts, including writers, publishers, like different guests come on at times, talk about different topics on writing. So it could be like a genre, um, a subgenre, it could be um, how to develop characters, things like that. And so as I've been listening to that podcast, I took some notes on my favorite points that they made because I was like, wow, that is a good thing to note when learning about writing. And so today I thought I would share it to you all, and maybe this will give you some incentive to go listen to the podcast, because it's really good if you want to learn some stuff. All right, let's just dive right in. The first thing that I learned, okay, is that you don't need to have... This is a great opportunity for me to look over my notes, too, because Lord knows I forget things as soon as I hear them. Okay, so the first thing is that... um. You don't need to have every line of dialogue partnered with head bobbing. Okay, when I heard this, I was like, wow, that is so true. Because, you know, um, I used to do this thing where I would, like, write a line of dialogue and then add something else to it, like, about what the character was doing or just anything. So, like, that's so true, said Tom. He took a bite of sandwich. No, it's not, said Tommy. <laughs> um, and shook their head. You know, so like you feel like you have to have this extra thing along the dialogue. Uh, it's like as a companion to it. But the Writing Excuses podcast told me that no, you do not need this actually. You can just have um, dialogue on its own. Like, um, what did I even say? <laughs> That's so true, said Tom. No, it's not, um, said Tommy. You see, you don't need the head bobbing around it unless it's like super necessary. In fact, you don't even need the said Tom or said Tommy at times. If your writing is good enough, then you don't even have to have that if the reader can tell who's talking. But sometimes you do need to tell the reader who's talking. But other times the reader can just tell from, you know, context or from like, um, if one of your characters has a really distinctive speech pattern. Anyway, so yeah, you don't always have to have the head bobbing alongside dialogue because that can actually be kind of distracting to the actual dialogue and in fact a bunch of just dialogue written um without any additives to it whatever that's called <laughs> without any extra words around it just dialogue can actually be really refreshing and really stand out on a page so keep that in mind okay next um they said what questions is your character asking so when you're thinking of writing a book and developing characters you have to ask your you ask yourself what questions would your character ask themselves if they were caught in this plot line? Number three, okay. Check if you're overusing certain prepositional phrases or three-syllable words. Um, I think I remember John Green said that in one of his books he like overused one word. I can't remember which one it was, but basically like sometimes new writers have a tendency, or maybe even old writers, have a tendency to um, use the same word without even realizing it, just because like that's what your brain does. Um, if, if you're writing for a really long time, you start to repeat words. Um, so check if you're overusing some prepositional phrases or three-syllable words. So look out for those because you might catch yourself repeating them without realizing it. Okay, number four. To make sure that your characters sound different, you can just make the decision that character A will say unusual and character B will say weird, for example. Now this is genius because I found like a lot of my characters would like say the same stuff so like they would all of them would say for example okay it's just an example all of them would say weird um 
if something was weird, but you can make the distinction that, okay, Tom will say, I keep saying using Tom and Tommy, let's use Tom and Tommy, whatever. Tom will say, um, unusual, where Tommy will say weird. So anything, anytime something is weird, Tom will say unusual and Tommy will say weird. And that is a great way to just like really easily make your characters distinct. Um, in their speech patterns. And I thought it was so helpful because, you know, sometimes you're thinking, like, how do I make my characters sound different? Well, you don't have to give them, like, a whole different dialect. You can just do something as simple as that, deciding, okay, this character will say that and that character will say that in this given scenario. That was a great tip. Okay, number four, five. Number five, you can use format to affect story. For example, putting a dramatic detail at the end of a sentence. Oh, yeah, I have loved when I found out from that you can use, like, your writing your actual like writing style and like how you arrange sentences and paragraphs to affect the story it's not just all about the plot and the characters it's also about like w how you stylistically like structure words on the page so for example putting a dramatic detail at the end of a sentence like that would be a great way to end a chapter for example or to like put drama and a paragraph or at the end of a sentence even like for example instead of saying like the dog was so vicious you could say, how vicious was the dog? You know, something like that. That's probably a really bad example. But you get what I'm saying, right? You, rearranging things to put emphasis on one thing or another. Because, okay, people tend to not notice stuff in the middle. They tend to really notice things at the beginning and the end of a, like, a sentence or a paragraph. So if you put things in the middle, you can like um, sort of hide them. This is good if you're writing a mystery and like um, you want to hide some information that is really important for your for solving a mystery to make your mystery harder to solve you can put it in like the middle of a paragraph or in the middle of a description so if you're describing say if you, if you give a list of three things like um orange juice apple juice and grape juice and the apple juice is really important to the murder mystery then you can put it in the middle of orange juice and grape juice because people are more likely to remember the first and last thing in the description list rather than the thing in the middle so it's a good way to hide information if you need to but it's also a great way to put the emphasis on orange and grape juice if you want to as well next up is number six okay it helps to think of a comma as a pause of one beat a period as a pause of two beats and a paragraph break as a pause of three beats okay so this was like when you're thinking about how to add punctuation i think this was from probably from the episode about punctuation but one of the hosts um narrates audiobooks so she's talking about how this is a great way to um, think about it if you're deciding, trying to decide when to put a comma, when to put a paragraph, when to paragraph break, when to put a period. You can um, read your writing out loud. Reading and writing out loud can really help. They didn't mention semicolons, but I think semicolons are probably like a 1.5 break, which is so cool. A chapter would probably be like four breaks. Number seven, think about what your character really cares about. This is very interesting in terms of character development. Like, what does your character... What matters to them? What consumes their life? What? Because if you, like, if you have a different priority in life, then you're gonna think about things a different way. Like, for example, showering. If someone's life is like about like protecting the environment, then maybe they'll, when they shower, everything that they do in their life will be. They'll think about the environment in the back of their head. Like, even as some, something as simple as showering, they'll think about how they can quickly shower to like save water. Whereas someone else who's more focused on maybe like, who's really stressed out and is trying, their whole life is about like maybe not their whole life always, but like they're often thinking about ways to relax maybe they'll think about showering in a totally different way they'll think about how can i make the shower the most relaxing for me it can be you see so the different filters that we have in our lives like change the ways that we do anything really even 
something as basic as showering. Oh, another thing that they said, I forgot about number six, is that um, having a long sentence can actually be read faster than having a bunch of choppy sentences. You know how, like, you might think that having a bunch of short sentences might make your thing, your writing read faster, but actually that can make it read slower because it has so many periods, you know? So if the audiobook narrator is always taking two pot, two beat breaks after um, the period, then it'll actually be read longer, your short sentences. Whereas if you have a long sentence that's like, maybe has some commas, but it's like really rambly, then a reader can like read it really, really fast. So that's something interesting to think about. Because I actually do really like chubby sentences, like small sentences, because I find them easy to read. But at the same time, if you have a long sentence, it's a great way to make your reader read your that sentence really fast. This is a good way to also hide information, I just realized, because you can hide information in a rambly sentence that your that your reader will skim through. Ooh, interesting. On to number eight. Characters should drive the plot. A good character, you'll watch do anything. Okay, this is so true. Like, if you have a good character, uh, it doesn't even matter what they're doing. They could be brushing their teeth and you would find it fascinating. This is why vloggers are so interesting. You know, they could just be like... Um, eating breakfast and you find it fascinating because you love the person. Same thing with characters. Like, this is why people read fanfiction, you know, oh my gosh, because you just love the characters so you would read fanfiction even though it has, maybe if the fanfiction has nothing to do with the actual, like, TV show plot, if it's a fanfiction from a TV show, you will read it because it's about, um, uh, you love the characters. My favorite fanfiction ever is Twist and Shout. It is a Destiel fanfiction from Supernatural. I can't even handle that. I remember it's so sad. That's such a, this is kind of going off topic, but it's such a sad fanfiction, but it's so good. It's like, oh, I want to read it again because it's so, it's very intense and I like sobbed after reading it. Oh my God. It's like The Fall in Our Stars. It's sad. It's so sad, but it's so good. Oh my God. Okay, I'll just promote it. It's set in like the 1940s and um, it's about these two guys who fall in love, but then one of them goes to war and their relationship changes and it's gives me chills just reading about just thinking about it and I read it like three years ago or something so maybe I have some things I need to deal with anyway back to number where was I number nine okay number nine readers look for themselves in a book that's what I learned Ooh, that is so true whenever you're reading something you're looking for a character that you can identify with you're looking for something that you find familiar because readers like both the familiar and also the strange so if you can combine those two in a good way yes you got it it's so good Ugh. That's why so many dystopians, so many dystopian novels have the characters just going to school because the dystopian part is the weird, different, strange, interesting part. And the school part is the familiar part that helps you connect with the characters better, helps you find yourself in the story. And yeah, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm getting excited from these tips or from thinking about that fan fiction. I really should move on. Okay, number 10. Honestly, I might have lost count. I'm sorry. Okay, what are the characters curious about and why? This is again a tip about character development. These tips are all over the place, but this matter, they're all good. What is your character curious about? This kind of has to do with like their filter. If you have a good character, then you can think about what are they curious about and that can help you maybe figure out your plots some more and give you some more points. For sure. Okay, number 11. Your characters need to have stakes, something that's important to them, something that is the reason that they're in the game. That is so true. Every character that is in your that has something to do with your plot. They need to have a stake in the plot. Like, for example, if your characters are all um, trying to solve a murder, like, they have to have reasons for why they even want to know the answer to who is the murderer. I don't know why I'm so into mysteries in this video, but apparently I am. Okay, last tip. To see if your characters sound distinct, 
Extract just the dialogue and see if you can tell who is talking just from the words. Okay, this is like a writing exercise and when I heard this one, I thought it was genius. If you're trying to see if your characters sound different from one another, just take out all the riffraff, all the, you know, extra stuff, and just focus on the actual words of the dialogue, like put them onto a page, and see if you can tell who's talking just from that. Because if you can't, then your characters all sound the same. But if you can, then that's awesome. It means that your characters sound different. Well, I hope you all enjoyed all those tips. I know I did. Oh my gosh. That was a good refresher for me, for sure, because now I can use those to make my writing a bit better. I hope you enjoyed those tips. Let me know your favorite one down below if any of them blew your mind because I know all of them blew my mind. That's why I wrote them down. Hello. So um, let me know if you're going to check out that fan fiction. I don't know why I just randomly started talking about it, but oh, it's so good. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. And I will see you in my next video. So be sure to subscribe and stick around. Alrighty. See you.